Favourite spoofs? We've done this before. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious and don't call me Shirley. Ladies, gentlemen, variations thereupon. This is Old Fashioned Realism. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Oodles, a parody of my former self in every conceivable way. Today, I am joined by Newcastle's answer to Gene Wilder. It's Gizmo. All right. Northern France's John Candy. It's Bad Cop Man. <laughs> you instigate. <laughs> and Wurzel Gummidge's second wife. It's Sweetie Contraption. All right, Babbers. Unfortunately, Stog is unwell today, so unfortunately will not be joining us. <laughs> But before we get into the show, please consider becoming one of our delicious patrons. Details are in the show notes and check out our website, modernescapism.co.uk, for more exquisite content. We're going to change things up today, guys. We're going to start this episode off with some news. What? That's right. It's Biggie's Breaking Bulletins. Sorry. We'll have a jingle on everything. Oh, we had to have a meeting about this, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've got some news for everybody, but of course it's going to be completely outdated by the time the pod comes out, but it doesn't matter. That's the beauty of it. It is. <laughs> so there's a couple of things that I've been uh, trawling the internet for you listeners so that you don't have to. So what I found out is that apparently FIFA 22 may not only just be a PlayStation Plus um, for May this year, it's going to be part of Xbox Game Pass 2, along with Battlefield 2042. It's a recent updated store listing was spotted with the Game Pass logo, so it appears that EA is trying to get as many people to play uh, FIFA before they actually drop the license, allegedly. Isn't that because it was bad, though? Like, no fucker bought it. 22 was not good. Uh, 21, yeah. I liked 21. A lot of people didn't like 21, but I, I kind of liked it. It was a bit bit faster, but oh, 22, not much changed at all. It's not like it's got any competition with uh, the fantastic <laughs> success. Of... E-football. E- e- <laughs> E-soccer. E- How much were Just... FIFA going to charge them to carry on using the FIFA name? It was something ridiculous, like something. It was. Like a billion. A it billion. Was like, yeah. A billion euros or something like that. Yikes. Yeah, yeah so I'm not quite sure how it's going to work. They're probably maybe I, th- I think, I think after route, the first... Yeah, after the first year, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna see dips because it's not called FIFA, and then it'll just no one will care. <laughs> it's just yeah. a name. You'll probably be able to upload the kits and stuff like you do with uh, uh, yeah, players. with Pro Evo. Well, it's not called Pro Evo eFootball. <laughs> <laughs> so um, next up, Returnal. Would you believe celebrates its first year as released on the PS Five? It's a year already. Really? It will be part of the June PlayStation Plus new tier subscription, amongst many others as well. Because this, uh, we haven't really talked about this uh, mm. PlayStation Sony Game Pass. No, because we never had a new segment. <laughs> no, Game Pass but, killer. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Really, it's all very odd. not really a Game Pass killer, is it? No, no it's just what Twitter call it. 
Yeah, it's just like here's some stuff that we can emulate that we've always been able to emulate that Xbox done Dude, really well for if years. If you can download, if you can download PSP games, I'll pay for it. There's some PSP bangers. It all depends on what they've got, though. I'm not downloading. Yeah, there's a few titles. I'm not downloading um, Patapon because I've got Patapon already. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean the the the, the retro stuff on the premium pass isn't that supposed to be just PS3 games and that's not even downloaded. It's cloud oh, streaming. Yeah, we've already streaming. got that though, haven't we? We now. Oh no, hang on. Sorry, a catalogue of beloved classic games available in both streaming and download options from the original PlayStation, PS2, and PSP generation. So yes, oh. you want to get your PSP games. <laughs> I think PS3 is the issue, isn't it? They're really hard to emulate just because it was a really right. difficult. Because- thing to work with i mean i say you can't do it people have been doing it on pcs for years mm. <laughs> yeah but it's not easy it's 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 yeah. a the the ps3 was difficult to make games for in the first place and it was um that's why like when it came out there was like 10 games and then nothing for about a year it was that weird cell architecture thing wasn't it however it was called yeah yeah we'll help all the developers didn't, didn't make games like easily. Not any of the computer <laughs> i fucking hated the ps3 until its last year Last year, oh, last... oh it's good now. <laughs> yeah, because people worked out how to fucking make a game for it. <laughs> yeah. And I got, I got it, I got one for like fucking ninety quid. I was like, get in, let's go. And now it's like skyrocketed in price again. It was, it was about half the multi-platform games mm. that you know traditionally games that were made for the PS3 imported to Xbox work better on PS3 and vice versa. Skyrim games wasn't that... good on PS3. Not at Ooh, all. Ne- neither was Fallout New Vegas. Oh. The um. A lot of times, the, the the games that were built on PC or Xbox and then ported to the PS3, they were just running emulators of their own game. Mm. It was just getting the PS3 to emulate an Xbox environment to play the the Xbox version of the game, so it slowed it right down because it was so hard to make games for. Yeah, yeah. Forget it. It's a generation gone. Should have had a 360 back then anyway, like every normal person. <laughs> you, you can have a PlayStation 3 if you want to you can make it an emulator station yes yes you can yes you can I've seen that in the wild I've seen people yes. selling them for stupid prizes absolutely like the Vita shot up mm. seeing as we all have PS5s here is, are any of us going to get the upgraded PS Plus when it comes it, out I, want, I, just, it, I need to see the PSP lineup that's going to sway me yeah, there's, there's nothing that makes there's nothing that makes me want it. I'm it's still fine cheaper with Game Pass. than uh, it's still cheaper than Game Pass Ultimate, isn't it? Nope. I thought it was. Wasn't it? How much is Game Pass so, Ultimate? Game Pass Ultimate's a tenner a month if you're is paying it? full price. Ninety nine percent people aren't. Uh, the it top more expensive. No, the top tier PS Plus Premium Star Star version or whatever it's called mm. is thirteen forty nine a month. Oh, or or a hundred pound yearly. I am getting rid of Netflix soon, so maybe I can afford it. If they'd have had um, day one exclusives, then yes, but nah. They're not going to do that. They're not. <laughs> nah, they're, they're exactly. At this point, they've said they're not going to do that. Because um, they be rely on them too much. They rely on the money for relationships. Much. Yeah, the list is going to be released at some point. I did so do a smart thing this week, though. I did, I did sell um, Returnal while it still had value, because I know I can get it on this. Yes, so I need to do the same. Quick, sell Returnal. <laughs> <laughs> celebrate its success by getting rid of it. Um, yep. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> moving on to films. Uh, Spider-Man mm. director John Watts has dropped out from... He's sitting down with Oodles, although I know I can see you sitting down. He's uh, dropped yep. out from filming the Fantastic Four movie. That's he said off. that after a decade of busy superhero schedules, um, he um, 
needs to uh, take a break. So, which is fair enough, me I guess. Off this, cause he, he would have been absolutely grand for it. Um, that sense of fun is perfect for Fantastic Four. Um, we've seen the uh, gritty reboot of Fantastic Four, and it doesn't work. It's nope. not good. It's cursed, it's isn't it, Fantastic Four? Yeah, it's on the profits. Nobody saw the re- the gritty reboot of uh, Fantastic. It's Four. my favorite comic book of like of all time, and the, some of the main runs, and they've never done it well <laughs> ever, and it just fucks me off. It's weird. It's such an easy it's... thing to get right. I was just going to say that you know you got the cast, you got the relationships either between Reed and Sue or the Thing and yeah. the Torch. They like officially, and I'm saying I'm putting this on record now. The best Fantastic Four film is The Incredibles. That's yeah. by far the yeah. best Fantastic yeah. Four film. And that's how you do it. And that's that works. how you do it. Have fun. Have fun. I do, yeah, I do have a soft spot for the, for the original Fantastic Four film. Yeah. So, <laughs> keeping within the realms of negativity, unfortunately, Spider-Man hmm. Across the Spider-Verse has now been delayed until June 23. Take your time. Take yes, your time. if it's yeah, going to waiting. make it as good as the last one, then absolutely. Yeah. I was looking forward to that. Best Spider-Man film. But um, it was some positivity. Speaking of, hey. Kevin Fage. Is that how you pronounce his name? Feige. 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 You don't listen at... to uh, me and Stig, do you, on our, on our podcast? <laughs> I have to listen to it at least once a week. I don't need to listen to it anymore. Um, <laughs> is that a retreat? And he's planning Marvel's next 10 years. So that's Good. a happy Stig and Oodles. He is I mean, the... an absolute genius. Yeah, can you imagine what on earth he's picking out for the next ten years? Well, think back of the of the last ten years. The last ten years of Marvel's been exceptional, mm. and I'll say it: cinema, because people don't like to call them films or cinema, don't they? It's just no. me, 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 me. ain't you gonna get bored. Ain't you gonna get bored. Fuck off. No. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, even more positive news um, as uh, my uh, fellow co-host. Gadget pointed out that Justin Lin has recently stepped down from making Fast X. Yes. F to pay respects due to uh, creative differences with Universal. I wonder if it's going to get better then. Did you you see... No, it's probably going to get worse because I have a feeling it's got everything to do with Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. Did you see was, the there was a there was a video that Vin Diesel put on his Instagram with um, him talking to Justin Lin about like the start of filming and Justin Lin looks like he's about to be shot. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's a great he video. Looks utterly miserable. <laughs> I was um, reading a, a tweet thread um, yesterday about Vin Diesel how he's going to be the next problematic film star um, after Jared Leto. Next, he's been a problematic film star his entire career. Yeah, there's just a lot of things that are going to slowly trickle out about him now, so get ready to be cancelled, Vin! I mean, is anyone <laughs> surprised? Have you not, not seen really. Have you not seen him during like press junkets when he's being interviewed by like female reporters? He's horrible, isn't he? And he's mm. like hitting on them constantly. Like He's a really bad person. Yeah, and he's clearly in the closet as well. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the rumours anyway. <laughs> Not ones we should be broadcasting. We don't make a habit of outing people on the internet, you I'm fool. I'm doing it. <laughs> Any more news? I'll out you. You're secretly a southerner. <laughs> don't you ever. Don't you ever put that on me. That evil on me. Yeah, don't turn You're it. You're born just in Hemelhamster. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> uh, moving on. Um, 
Finally, I just thought this might be an interesting one. Um, Andy Serkis will um, finally be making Animal Farm, which has been a, a oh. pet project of his. And I can imagine with his input and motion capture and stuff, that could be quite the performance movie. And Alfar's like a pig. <laughs> well, I don't know. Apart Who knows? from when those pigs get up on two, on two legs. Yeah, mm. it's a good book, his Animal Farm. I think most mm. of us probably read it at school. Yeah. But if you read it as an animal. Classics as well, doesn't he? Because he did yeah. uh, Jungle Book as well. Or a, ver- yeah. a version of it, I can't remember. What it yeah, yeah. It did something, didn't it? it? He likes monkeys, he likes animals. And he's, it's, it's, if, he's, if you're good at it, why not? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> not entirely sure Animal Farm would work as a film without a lot of changes, though. Like, it's a. He, he has mentioned he's going to update it and make it <laughs> like a, a very political. I know it's a political story anyway, but he's going to make it like full on looking at the times as they are now and going down that oh, route. So I think it'll work. That could be worse. But that's the whole point of the story, isn't it? It's yeah, I suppose it's well, well, to do with it. Here's Morgan, <laughs> Morgan Pig. Here's Morgan Pig. And yeah. James Carden Pig as well. All the pigs. No, no he's, he's the mouse. Or the, yeah, or the cat. Yeah. Depending yeah. on which suit he pulls out of the cupboard. <laughs> a certain uh, former Prime Minister waiting with his tackle up. Anyway. Um... Oh, oh, controversial. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that's it for my breaking news this week. Excellent. What what a first ever round of news. Maybe the last. Who knows? But let's move on <laughs> <laughs> to the Nexus. Um, I think we'll start with uh, Candy to give Biggie a little news break. Hooray. News break. Um, I did two things this week. Um, so the first thing I did, it's not brand new and we've spoken about it before, so I'll go through it quite quick. But I finally watched the new Scream film. And it was surprisingly not bad. Um, really? It surprisingly really... not bad. The ringing endorsement. Stick that on the poster. <laughs> yeah, wasn't, it, wasn't, it, wasn't it Stig that watched it? And he said it he was did. all right as well. He said it was curiously interesting, I think. Yeah. But it's, yeah, um, yeah it's, uh, it was very self-aware. As we said before, it's, it's quite meta, the new meta. Yeah. But um, I think that's what it did well. Like even So they have the legacy characters and then they have this new cast and they even address the fact that um they call it a requel so it's not a, re- a complete reboot and it's not a sequel they call it a requel so you've got I'm the not into cast. that yeah I'm not no into i don't like that butchering the english language it hurts me a little bit <laughs> <laughs> um but the, what it did really well is when it was self-aware it was really quite funny and they even made the new cast look like sort of dodgy eight, uh, 90s sorry 90s scream stars yeah um when they did try and do the more serious scenes, it, it got a bit boring. But luckily, that was only kind of the final, the final scene really, where um, they tried to go a little bit serious, and that's where I lost, um, I lost a bit of interest. Um, but yeah, it was surprisingly enjoyable. Is, isn't it the better. fifth one? Because I'm fifth, sure yeah. on, on the post it said like five cream on it. So it, <laughs> it looked like it... it said five cream rather than <laughs> scream. <laughs> Oh, right. I was wondering where you were going. You know what I'm saying? Because they used they, 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 they the five as an S. It just looked like it said five cream in Cinema Sloan. <laughs> I don't remember that poster, but I'm yeah, sure. I think it is the fifth. Maybe they, I dreamt it. They just call it Scream, I though. think you maybe dreamt it. Yeah. And they do actually address right. that as well. Because um, do you remember in the sort of original films, they were also making films of what had happened alongside? Yes. Um, so they're going back and watching these films and they even say, oh, you know, why don't they just call it Stab 5 or Stab 8 or something? This is ridiculous. Yeah. Who knows if it's the first one or the last one? Um, yeah. So they yeah, they do go into that as well. Yeah, because um, there was Stab, wasn't it? That was the, yeah. the underarching 
thing. Oh, God. I like the first one. It was Wes Craven, the first one, wasn't it? I actually watched it recently, and um, it's it's good. Like, it is very cheesy, but it's kind of a genre unto itself, like the 90s horror. Um, yeah, you, you, had, had you, you, had, you had that Jamie Kennedy, didn't you? That's the problem with it. He was yeah. on it being the meta guy. Wasn't the, um, right. the opening really good, though? Like, really quite a, yeah. a yeah, scary opening. Like, they did it really well. That's, yeah, that's right. They kind of uh, put her on the posters as the leading lady, and they, they fucked her off in the first five minutes. Yeah, it's cheaper um, that way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, the main thing I did, and I actually only started this about two hours ago, um, but I started Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh, right. Okay, Ghostwire Tokyo, yes. So this came out on the same day as Tiny Tina, and I had to make the choice between Ghostwire Tokyo and Tina. So you bought both? I bought both. Uh, <laughs> I was glad exactly that I played Tina first. <laughs> This is mm. not good. This is not great so far. I've heard rough things about it. Yeah, so I've played probably the first hour, hour and a half. Um, so this is by Tango Gameworks, who made um, Evil Within, the Evil Within games. Which, which the I second sh- one is just absolutely incredible. Is it? Because I played the Lovely first one and too. I thought it was a bit of a stinker. First one's not oh. that good. Two is yeah. fucking brilliant. Um, the first one had a lot of growing pains with it being yeah. a new studio, but then the second one came out and it was just like, oh, yeah, this is what the first one was meant to be. Yeah, it's brilliant. If you like Twin Peaks and stuff like that, get it. Maybe I'll give, it, I'll give that a try then. But if that's it's the case, cheap. then I think possibly Ghostwire yeah. Tokyo has maybe taken a step back in that case. Oh. Um, the graphics are bad. <laughs> yeah, I've seen trailers. <laughs> well, do you know what with trailers, you can almost forgive it because you think, well, maybe this isn't the finished product. But actually, it looked better in trailers than it does now. It's it Ouch. kind of there's so I've got it on performance mode, which I generally do try and do usually. Um, but it's there's a, it's so it, there's already there's a stuttering frame rate already um, during cutscenes and stuff. Um, there's no particular. There's no reflection. So there's a lot of water on the floor. There's no reflection of cars that are on the floor or anything. They look like they're just kind of floating. Um, the combat is seriously clunky. Even the game itself seems to move quite slowly. Um, and it just it just looks and plays like an early last-gen game. I'm going to stick with it because I think the lore is quite fun. Mm. The way that it's kind of paranormal and kind of sci-fi as well. Um, Isn't there so, like 12,000 spirits to collect in it? Yeah, basically. So the, pr- the premise of it is... Like you, Super Pokemon. The opening... 200,000. Oh, God. But you get them in clusters of like a hundred or so. Oh, it's like, it works out as like four hundred clusters you have to get in the, in the open world. Yeah. So the game opens up, and there is actually a prequel. I, I forgot to mention there's, there's a prequel game, or I'm not sure if it's an anime or something that I didn't play beforehand because the game suddenly it just kind of launches you into it. It doesn't give you much much exposition and, or anything really, other than everyone just suddenly disappears and there's these like just piles like of clothes lying about the floor, which is quite cool. Um, but it doesn't really explain a lot. Um, it it sort of feels like. Do you remember that game called The Darkness? Oh yes, yes. Yeah. It, Jackie. You're yeah, it, milk. Give me it gives me that sort of vibes, but it's very very Japanese. It leans into the Japanese lore, um, and it's very much a Japanese game as well. And I will say, play the subtitle version, not the dubbed, because the mouths are synced like... to Japanese, not English, <laughs> and it's very obvious. Um, and yet, there's there's. So far, only been two character models for the baddies as well. One, <gasps> one of which is a headless oh, no. schoolgirl, and the other one apparently is Slenderman. Oh, um, 
it does have a couple of good points. You can pet the dog. And there mm. is a uh, there's a spirit cat that sells you its wares, so I I do enjoy that. But yes, I'm probably going to give it maybe another couple of hours. I did actually look about can I refund this, and I can't, so I might as well <laughs> I might as well give it another uh, give it another go, and hopefully it gets better. We'll see. So fingers crossed. But yeah, so far not so good. Another you quote for the box: te- Can I refund this? <laughs> ring them up. Ring them up and say, "Oh, my kid did it. They use my credit card." Do that thing that they do. I think as really I started playing way. it for a couple of hours, they might <sighs> know that that's not the case. <laughs> not only bought it, but then downloaded it and played it. You idiots. <laughs> no. Never mind, never mind. Excellent, excellent. I'll move on to me now. Um, I started Better Call Saul uh, <gasps> this week. Ooh, Good show, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not going to so talk good. much of it without Stig being because he's the biggest fan of it. Uh, I'm about halfway through the first uh, season. Yeah, I really should have watched this when everyone else started watching it because it's fucking good. It he stopped me playing games. You know, you, yeah, you, exactly. You know when shows are good when you're not playing games and you're not mm. playing Switch while you're watching it as well. I was like, ooh, ooh, this is good. I love Jimmy, the uh, Bob Odenkirk's character. I, I think he's sensational. Getting out of just tricky situations and stuff, and I can I can just see it get like like Biggie says, just getting better and better. I'm, I'm pushing forward before the. Uh, inevitable Netflix Netflix purge that I'm going to be doing. Um, also, I started Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Um, I don't like it so far. Oh, no. <laughs> the controls well, you, are you, fucking gash. You're not enjoying all those ideas that made their way into Breath of the Wild? I, 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 mate, I've, I've been on it about an hour. Um, <laughs> the, it's the controls that I don't like so far, and the fact that I'm like in this like cloud city and not much is happening. But it, I don't get me wrong. I love how it looks, and people moan about how it looks. But it's got like a beautiful, like cartoony look to it, and I, I kind of dig it. I like the facial expressions, and I, I, I really like the characters. And Zelda's such a good character in this, and all the other bullies, because people are bullying Link and stuff like that. And I like the vibe so far, but I know what Zelda games can be like because I didn't like Twilight Princess at, at the beginning, mm. and then I ended up loving it. The more I pushed into it, same with um, Ocarina. I didn't like Ocarina at first because it's just dull in the Kokoro Village Forest thing, isn't it? It's just a bit dull mm. until you get out into Hyrule Field and oh, you you do all that nonsense. So I reckon it's gonna pick up, and I'm probably gonna get used to the uh, control scheme. But the control scheme's fucking weird. Yeah, you use the, the use motion the... controls or you or nah, buttons. Mate, I don't motion nothing. <laughs> I forgot you like to move as little as possible you yeah, could, if you I'm, could I, do it without moving your fingers you would yeah, of course I would you have to use the analog stick to do the sword and it's proper spammable so you can just go ta 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 as if I think you are <laughs> supposed to be like using I don't, is it we or we you I'm not sure what we yeah so it's as if you're supposed to be rattling the Wiimotes and stuff but it's alright it's just like I say I don't like it so far but an hour in and his elder games not much is it mm. no I, I didn't it, really like Breath of the Wild until I got out of the plateau. Do you know what I mean? It's it's one of those things. I think going back to the style, it's weird because I think that's what Zelda's almost known for now in terms of it being sort of cartoony. Because I always think of it mm. as being, like back in the day, being quite a realistic looking game. But they actually, the majority of them aren't, are they? With the no, exception of no. Twilight, well, would you call Twilight Princess that realistic? I guess for the time be, it it's, probably was. It's darker and grittier, isn't it? Like yeah. Link's got like humany humanish air and stuff yeah. like that and they all well, look a bit darker and yeah you know, gave all those weaves of wolfy fetish yeah yeah the wolf fetish as well you've only played link to the past 
That's one of the best ones, so don't worry. <laughs> no, I loved it. But absolutely loved it. But then I'm, I'm I, a, I never I'm got a, a 2D Zelda guy uh, at heart. I like the 2D ones better. But I'm going to stick with it. I've paid for it, so <laughs> I'm going to do it. Um, the main thing I want to talk about is another computer game. Just computer games, guys. A game that I've I only got yesterday, but I've put quite a bit of time into it. Good couple of hours, about four or five hours. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. This on on it's called the director's cut. This game's really fucking good. This is well, sucker um, punch, isn't it? They're good at making games. He, I didn't like um, what was that one that they did with the super hero superpowers ones? What was it called? Uh, on uh, infamous. infamous, infamous. They did that, didn't they? Yeah. Yes, I didn't like that. I didn't, I didn't yeah, like that at all, really. You like Sly Cooper, though, didn't you? Love Sly Cooper. Love Sly Cooper. So, so you yeah. You make good things. Yeah, exactly. Um, this, I wouldn't say it's the best graphics in the world, but it's probably the most pretty game I've ever played, like, stylistically. I, I, thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thought a lot of the hype around it was that it was one of the most beautiful games ever made. Mm. Yeah. It, graphically, it's, it's fine. It, 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 it looks better than, I don't know, Assassin's Creed, maybe not Valhalla, but the other Assassin's Creed. It's that kind of vein, open world type thing. But the stylization of it is absolute. It's unparalleled. If you if you like um, Japanese samurai cinema and stuff like that, you're gonna love it because it's got Kurosawa mode in it, which yeah. you can turn it all like grayscale and you make the blood yeah. splatter white and stuff. It's fucking stunning. And it, you play as Jin Kasai, who's, who's uh, played by Daisuke Suji. Nailed it. And the other main <laughs> characters, uh, Koton Khan from the Mongol Empire, played by traditional Chinese name, Patrick Gallagher. Um, <laughs> oh, yes, very Chinese name. Turns out he is Chinese as well, but he's probably, he's probably European as well. Um, fuck me, both of them are incredible. As a baddie, obviously Koton Khan, the Khans in general, great baddies, really good uh, conquerors and stuff like that, well known. Um, he's really good because he's, very charismatic, and his aim as a baddie is to learn about the samurai to eventually, like, take on the shogunate, which, like, the king of Japan at the time. Um, and he's captured... The main plot is he's... Cap- so far, anyway, he's captured your uncle, and obviously it's dishonourable, that, isn't it? Can't be doing very. that. Very dishonourable. You're supposed to kill him. You're supposed to die in battle, aren't you? But they didn't give him a warrior's death and stuff. So your Jin, who's recruiting lots of pals to try and take that castle back on. Now, I am currently, before we start recording this, taking over that castle now. So I've got a sneaking suspicion this is not really the main plot of the game. Mm. <laughs> or something's really going to fuck up. Do you know what I mean? He might kick me off the mm. castle, which he already did at the beginning of the game. He kicked me off the castle. So <laughs> maybe he's going to do the same thing again. But it's really good. It is open world, but it does the kind of what, what The Witcher 3 did, where... He can just venture out and the side quests like um, naturally form and happen around you and you can go and do them if you want. Um, there's not much HUD. You basically use the wind as directions and it's just fucking cool. The, the actual gameplay, the sword fighting, is probably the best sword fighting I've done in a game in God knows how long. It's, it's fantastic. I think I prefer Sekiro. I'm going to Rana. But yeah. this... It's, it's it's very close. It's it's like an easier version of Sekiro. It's parry based. So, gadget, you might not like it too much because I know you're not a parry king. Mm. But it's forgiving, and 
basically, obviously, um, Jin's a samurai, and he's getting slowly, like, not tricked, but persuaded to go along the ninjutsu route, be a ninja, be a thief, and he don't like it because it's dishonorable. But and every time you're like, because you can go stealthily, or you can go, you walk into a base camp and go, who's going to fight me? You know what I mean? And have an absolute duel and stuff like that. But every time you do it stealthily, he, he has like these moments like, what am I doing? Oh, no, I'm, I'm going closer and closer to the dark path and stuff like that. And he's, he, you have flashbacks mid-battle to like, oh, my uncle told me not to be like this. And I think there's some kind of hidden alignment system in the game that I'm not, I'm not aware of yet because he, he's having some existential crisis, this guy. Bless him. And like my clothes are slowly getting less samurai looking and, and more sne- like stealthy and sneaking. It's just, I don't know, it's just fucking good. And you can pet foxes in it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I enjoyed. Do you know what? I didn't, I wasn't grabbed. I can't figure out what it was because I, I started playing it. I played it for maybe seven or eight hours and mm. I dropped off it for no particular reason. I can't think what it was and I don't know what it was, wasn't grabbing me, but maybe I'll go back to the director's cut and give it another go. So It's so fucking cool. And, and like, play it in um, Kurosawa mode and in Japanese language yeah. as well. Do you know what I think? Fucking hell, it's so good. It's so good. Just the screams and the cadence in the language and stuff and the lip syncing is just fantastic. And mm. the and accessibility options are brilliant. Japanese voices. <laughs> Not quite. Not quite. Some of them are quite high pitched and stuff like that. It's it's just it's just really good. It's it's nice to see an open world game that's trying to be earnest. There are mm. still moments of like humour and stuff like that. Like this you, you find hot springs. And he'll sit there, and, and you can reflect on what you want. And on one of them, is like, I, I got to choose how lonely he is, and he's like, oh, could do with a touch of a lover right now. And it like fades to black as if he's wanking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I know what he's doing in that hot spring. And there, there are there are some. Are you humorous... just reading too much into it? Yeah. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. <laughs> but there, there are some humorous moments in it that like. Get rid of the like. There's one one mission I just it was a side mission. I was just walking down the road on my horse that I get to name Nobu, and he actually says the name Nobu as well. Pats him and stuff like that. And me and Nobu were riding down. I was playing my flute because you can play your flute while you're on the uh, horse, which again incredible. The leaves are b- blowing past you. The wind's incredible. My cape's flowing. And then this guy comes up and says, "I challenge you to a duel." And, and he's like, "All oh, these samurai armor's not fitting him properly." So I went, "All right, yeah, bring it on." Got in the thing. Do you know how the, uh, the, the sheath the sword with the thumb? Yeah. And just as I'm about to unleash it, he went, no, 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 you'll kick my ass. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. And he surrendered. And then I had a choice. Have you dishonoured me and stuff? And who's that armour? But I, I let him go because I thought, wow. He was trying his luck, weren't he? And it's just, it's just really good. I think you should go back to it, Candy. I really do. Mm. Yeah, maybe I will. I, I do want to play it because that's um, specific to the director's cut, isn't it? The black and white version. I don't know. I think I think, yeah, I think that was one of the features. It's more like grayscale type thing, like um, film grain and stuff like. Because, like I say, yeah. the blood's like white rather than red claret. It's proper white and in your face. It's just it's so good, and you can have it in like uh, uh, what's it like letterbox. postbox or whatever they call it. Yeah, letterbox. That's it. I'm, yeah. I'm doing it on here. But yeah, letterbox. <laughs> and, and just I don't know. Everything about it's so cool. And the photo mode. If you love a good photo mode, fuck. I'd be sharing them on Twitter more, but for some reason, I play PS5's not linked with my Twitter very well think, at the moment. Um, so. Wasn't it Jay Taylor from Kane Rinse? Didn't he do a massive thread of all the pictures he took from that game? They just looked incredible. I don't know, but mm. 
It's, you'll love it, Biggie. You'll absolutely mm. adore the shit off it. Um, I think you'll like it as well, Gadget, just for its sheer beauty. I do want to play it at some point. It's one yeah. of those games that it's on the list somewhere to... On the list somewhere to play, but something always gets in above it. Yeah, and I got it £48 second hand, so it's not cheap. It's not cheap because no. it's a £70 game. So if you can get it, if you can see it, if, you, if it comes on this new PlayStation thing, which it potentially could, pick it up for a month. I, I don't think you'll be disappointed. I think it's really fucking good. But yeah, that's me. Gadget, you've been up to not much. Uh, no, not much because I drove to Brighton and back this week for work, so Excellent, I haven't had much time. <laughs> but um, I will point out something I did try to do um, yesterday when I was far too tired to concentrate on anything. I thought I would, I would play a game, and I thought I would try something that I hadn't played before. And Pip was watching the telly, so naturally I picked up the Switch and yeah, I saw oh, what I had bad. on there. And um, deep, deep, deep in the in the in the library of games I had installed was. Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen. Dude, yes, now you speak my language. Uh, so that was a 2012 uh, game from Capcom, mm. directed by uh, Mr. Itsu- Itsuno, who did uh, Devil May Cry, I think, yep. didn't he? Yeah, and, and many, many other things. And it's an interesting little kind of Japanese attempt at a Western fantasy RPG. It's there like D&D, isn't it, kind of thing? Sort of, yeah. It it feels like a response to Demon Souls as well, just it in does. its kind of graphical style. Yeah. Um. There's a lot to like about it. I like the combat. I like the pawn system where you um you basically create your own little avatar that P-A-W-N, follows you around. P A W N listeners. Yeah, P A W N. The um it, it it does the asynchronous multiplayer thing where you can send your pawn out. <laughs> it does literally. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you can you can send this pawn out to um, go help other people's games, and they'll get their yeah. own experience and bring back items for you, and vice versa. Um, voice acting seems fine. I like the um, character customization. I like the fact that you you know when you're opening, you're facing up against dragons already. Yeah, the first thing you do. Yeah, yeah. It does suffer with being a 2012 Capcom game. I will say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The footing's weird, isn't it? Where it doesn't look like you're. Like this, the, I don't know what it was with Capcom games at that era. It's same with Devil May Cry. It looks like your feet aren't not like Fallout and Skyrim, but your feet aren't stuck to the ground enough. Yeah, you're a bit floaty. <laughs> you're a bit and floaty. You move in a strange way. Like not you're as, not as bad as Bethesda. Running. Yeah, yeah, kinda. And it, it puts you off with the movement a little bit. Um, it suffers also just in in the way that you know this. I think the Switch port was ported for the PS3 version, so yeah, it's um. It's a little bit rough on loading screens. There are a lot of loading screens in it. Each which, town, isn't when you just yeah, when you've just come off Elden Ring, is kind of a little bit jarring, shall we say? Yeah. Um, but I've played about four or five hours of it so far. I quite like it. I'll probably dip in and out of it a bit. Did you like the uh, uh, snake boss? It's cool, that isn't it? I haven't reached the snake boss. I've done the, the beginning. I've done the Chimera. I've done the Hydra. Are you think of the Hydra? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. So one of the main mechanics of this of this game, which I quite like, is that you can you can do a shadow of the colossus. You can climb on the boss yeah, to attack them. You can climb on anything. <laughs> which when you when you're fighting the Hydra comes into it because if you're trying to like chip away at its body, you're not actually doing any damage. The game wants you to climb up one of its necks and start hacking away at one yeah. of the heads. Yeah. Yeah. And then the boss fights over when you cut one head off and suitably piss it off and it runs away. <laughs> yeah, um, that's cool. It does make a really strong first impression, and I've had it on my Switch for ages and just never got around to play. I think I must have picked it up in a sale at some point. It was down at a tenner at one point. 
last it's, year. I think. It's like no, it's maybe been on before. sale forever. It literally it's worth, has. Yeah, it's worth a punt though. It's a, it's a good game. It is, yeah, it it is good. There's some. Some mechanics don't work very well. The whole kind of grabbing and picking up things doesn't work. No, there was a side quest I had where I had to grab a thief, and I just yeah. could not get the timing right for the grab. And a lot of uh, the times, like, your AI companions will be like, here, I've grabbed this goblin. You'll go to slash at the goblin, and the goblin will have already moved out of way, so you slash your pal. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that all the dialogue is fully voiced, which has seemed a rare thing for an RPG even then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, even Bio, even Bioware weren't uh, doing that ma- that many kind of no, voiced NPCs at the time. No. So, yeah, there isn't really much to report on a very basic one, but I am enjoying it. I'll keep pottering on with it um, in between that and Elden Ring and one word Tiny of Tina's Wonderlands. One word of advice: um, in Dragon's Dogma, it's one of those RPGs where you can run to the end, the last dungeon. You'll know. But she won't be able to do anything there because of the meat walls. Don't do it. It doesn't tell you that I'm, you're doing it, but you'll you'll be able to tell. You'll be able to tell. Right, okay. I wasn't <laughs> planning on doing it. Um, I did that I, first I, time. I, I thought, this game's too hard. <laughs> and I will say, after having played Elden Ring, that game needs a fucking horse. Because getting around <laughs> the open world, even though it's not very big, takes forever. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, there, there, are, you, there, there are ways to alleviate that later on but it takes too long to get to that point it's the later on bit that's considered he needs an horse yeah, <laughs> yeah. an horse yeah gadget i've got a question so when you're doing these long drives what do you listen to do you not audiobook it nope i podcast it oh i was gonna say because so i mean a similar thing so um so 700 miles of driving i went through two episodes of knowledge fight three episodes of behind the bastards four episodes of dungeon dads um, well, so I, I did listen to something else. Me and oh, Steve uh, talking about this week's episode. Marvel? No, because I, I haven't seen the episode yet. <laughs> um, this week's episode of the Back Page Pod, and then kind of for the last two hours of the drive back. Because so I didn't get home until twenty past one in the morning on the Saturday. Early that, and I've been driving since five o'clock after I'd been to see Biggie, and then I left. Um, oh, you went to see Biggie as well. Well, I was just down the road from him. Yeah. Um. So I, for the last two hours of this drive, I had my Spotify playlist on, and I was singing along to my playlist at the top of my voice to keep myself awake. Yeah, I've done that <laughs> yeah. before. Got to open all the yeah. windows as well. Yeah. Open all the windows, vaping away. Making my way downtown. <laughs> singing really loud. <laughs> yeah, a mi- midnight coffee, screaming along to Lincoln Park as best I can just to just keep my voice going. <laughs> um, it were dicey. It were dicey. Yeah, some of this, some of this, some of them long motorway roads, isn't it? Imagine, imagine being American. I couldn't do that, me. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll come <laughs> see your mum. It's going to take me twelve hours. Well, I do not recommend having it where you've driven down one end to, to one end of the country one day, then gone out on the piss with your work colleagues on the night, had four hours sleep, done a full day at a work conference, and then driven back. Nobody forced me anymore. Everybody forced beer in my mouth. It's a work <laughs> event, and work, work, work. We're paying for the alcohol. Oh God, I love open. Bars. It was forced in. <laughs> I've been I've been knocked back from three open bars in my life. With the one, come on now, you took the piss. <laughs> That's how you know you've there's won. A, there's a goodwill gesture here, <laughs> and you you took advantage. I'm like, why can't I take four more bottles of prosecco with me, please? You should see me in all you can eat Chinese. <laughs> Kick you out. Get out. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so Dragon's Dogma was, and a lot of podcasts for my week. Good, excellent. Biggie, round it off. Oh dear. I did a biggie. Uh-oh. So oh, I, fuck off. Yeah, basically, I just 
been I so have long the impression work. that when you're not at work, you just go home and stare at walls. Because <laughs> my hours are compressed at the minute, but I'm kind of finishing at seven in the evening. Spend a little bit oh, of time shite. with my little one, and then obviously goes to bed, and then next thing you know, it's evening, and I'm knackered. I've got no. Are you still energy, working from home? So. Yes. Ah, so it's not even like you've got that commute to listen no. to anything or anything. Just been, work, work has just been really busy, busy, just really tiring at the moment. I'm doing a two man job, so I'm just really full on, really tired. But um, yeah, I, I, I literally the other night I was that tired, I couldn't even be bothered to play any games. But I was going through the attract mode on my Raspberry Pi, looking at all the arcade games and having a bit of a Ooh. a retrospective watch of the trailers of each of the games, going, oh, I remember that. Mm. I don't fucking remember that. And um, They don't make attract <laughs> modes like they, like they used to. Yes. Um, so it's I really enjoyed so that. Good. Get you pumped. When I did have a bit of gaming, I've played Cyberpunk, and I am enjoying it. Sorry for all those. Are you the like last it. person on Earth that's enjoying that? <laughs> Possibly. But uh, yeah, I'm getting into it. I'm, I'm enjoying it. The only thing I don't How far like, are you? Not that far. Um, uh, I don't want to reveal the twists, but when you discover um, when Keanu Reeves makes an appearance... What is in it? He starts following Joking. you around um, for reasons in the game. Uh, I don't like his character, actually. He's a bit of a dick. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't think you're supposed to like him. I, know, I don't think he but... was enough of a dick. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> It's just a weird. He's just, he's just phoning in the dickheadness, dickheadness, dickheadedness, dickheadedness. Yes, that's better. English, but yeah, just I don't know. I'm not. Um, it's just a, I like the concept, and I don't. It's just something weird about you're not it. Not doing but... all the silly things where you've got to find all the cars and stuff. Like yeah, that. I'm it's doing all the silly. Stuff. It's silly nonsense that it is. But I end up. I just being one of those game. people that likes to do it. I don't <laughs> think I'll platinum it, but I end up seeing that side quest and going, yeah, I could do a bit more XP. I'm going to go and do that. So many side quests. You get phoned up all the time. Yeah, yeah, Hi. Hi, V. Just letting you know, my name's John Smith, and I'm the leader of this town. That's this right. Part of town. Oh, they and, pissed me off. And you do that. They give me every... a reason to meet this person. Yeah. And, you, and it's like, come and meet me. And you go and meet him, and you're not meeting him. They're just on the phone to you in another cafe. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's shite. The, 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 the Delamain, find the car missions. That's it was find it. the first one. Find those first eight. Done. And then he rings you again. It's just like, well, oh, there's another six of me cars that's gone mental. I'm yeah. like, you fucking idiot. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. Go away, you blue-faced weirdo. There is one Delamain one. One of the cars, there's a good one. One of the cars is depressed. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've seen that and one. You've got to make it. you've got to make it see reason. That's my favourite one, but all the others, when, when they're trying to bash you and stuff, I'm yeah. like, Fuck off. I mean, my, my, my favourite one was where it's uh, GLaDOS. That, that made yeah. me giggle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you have failed the, the test. Cake. Time to die. <laughs> yeah. yeah that one, that's weird. a good one. It's a weird one because, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, when you're talking about the other gang bosses, you literally do one mission. It was something like fetch this trinket, and then they go, yeah, I've heard of you. I want to work with you. And it's like you've done one mission. <laughs> Yeah, your street cred has gone up, and it's like, yeah, I want to work with you. There's one mission quite early on where you have to drive from one end of Night City to the other, and you catch like four of these people because you're just moving in and out of their territories. So it's like one mission on your way to do it. Yeah, so annoying. The main plot of the game is actually really decent, Mm. but I had to power through it, and by the by, by the end, by the last mission, I was just by the skin of my teeth. The only way I could beat the game is by <coughs> killing one enemy and taking that enemy's weapon because my weapons were nowhere near powerful enough. Mm. 
I am trying to soak up the atmosphere of the game. What they're trying to do is to create that. You know, in the it feels the movie like a demo. Blade the Runner. whole game feels like a demo. I was going to say that was Blade some of my favourite. One of my favourite parts of the game was just driving around Night City on yeah. a bike and just kind of taking it in. Like the rest exactly. is kind of. It was just not just a fun environment to be in, really. But I mean, the rest of the game's fine, and it has moments of potential. It just didn't really. Wouldn't it be nice it. though if, like, when you because you're driving around a lot, and a lot of the buildings are just buildings. You can't do anything. There's no interaction, and then there's certain hubs that there is so much interaction. It's like spread it out. Mm. You always seem to be going back to the same areas, and that's what I didn't like about it. They make a big deal of the Badlands. You don't do fuck all in the Badlands unless you start in the Badlands. It's just I don't know. There's something about it that's hollow. Yeah, mm. that's that's the best best way to describe it. But yeah, I'm enjoying it, mate. Fuck I'm driving me. around and listening to people talking and just trying to soak up the atmosphere because I'm chilling out. I'm tired. I'm not going fully into the game, so I'm actually just slowly letting it sink over me. But uh, there are like lots to have of problems. Seen if they use that city as an MMO, like hub, like an area, I think that'd have been better. Like more real people running around. I know they have not got the manpower to do that. By the way, well, like there. Well, there was supposed but to any be people running around. Elements to begin and with. Any people running around. <laughs> Because those streets are dead all the time. Yeah, it just needs it just needs some crowds, doesn't it? It needs needs something. There's one area in the game. It's like it's a bit like um, it looks a bit like South Central Los Angeles, and mm. it's um, it's it's by a gang that's run by a gang that's very similar to like Bloods and Crips and stuff like that, Cyber Crips. And that's quite it's quite a good area because it's quite dense, densely packed with people, and everyone's really like I don't know chatty and stuff and that seems like the only area it's i don't know this it's just a missed opportunity in my opinion it breaks my heart mm. and then uh i very briefly went back to borderlands just <laughs> it was installed and i thought which one's the first one yes i went back to that and i forgot yeah. how fucking hard it is on your own sometimes and uh yeah i was just quite enjoying soaking up the music the atmosphere again of borderlands it's just an, i think it's my new comfort game that or the division. I think your next game should be that Tiny Tina game. Oh, I could definitely yeah. find myself. Uh, Give it a while to iron that. out, iron out the kinks. Funny enough, I just downloaded again today um, the Handsome Jack collection, which is um, the second Borderlands and all the DLC. And that and was coming cool. off the back of Tiny Tina. I just want more because I played three, and three was the first Borderlands game I played. So I need to go back. I started two and just never sort of got round to it. So I'm going to go back and play that this week. I think. Borderlands. Excellent, excellent. That's it. You'll enjoy Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's that was the free one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, they put it out as a standalone on um, yeah. PS4. I got it down on, but I still actually, not tried it. It was actually DLC for Borderlands 2. Oh, was it? It's super sad in places. Mm. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm. It was the best well, one out of the lot. Yeah. The... um. The whole scenario is, uh, is is Tina's way of coping with a trauma. Oh shit! I might oh, give, yeah, that, I might give that a whirl. I might give that a whirl. I didn't know Gearbox had it in them. But yeah, okay, brilliant. Let's move on to the main topic. I believe it's a candy episode. Take it away. Yeah. So I thought I, I thought we'd do a bit of a fun one this week. A bit a bit of silliness. And so our topic this week is our favourite spoofs. Hmm. <laughs> spoofs. Or parodies, or whatever you whatever you want. Yeah, so I think we're going to start with gadget today. Oh, the biggest spoofmeister general. <laughs> <laughs> well, better than better than, better to be that than a spoof of a human being. Yeah, biggie. 
Wow. Uh, so I kind of booked it when we were talking about this. I kind of booked the trend on this, and I've brought several spoofs with me because I want to talk about weird Al Yankovic. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the king of the spoof songs. Yeah, the, the first spoof songs I ever heard. What is it? What is that? I'm aware yeah, of. I agree with that. Um, uh, Weird Al kind of broke out in the late, I think in the late seventies, maybe early eighties. Yeah, uh, very much inspired by a spoof radio host called Doctor Demento, yeah. um, and also being the nerdy kid in school who played the fucking accordion. Why not? It's one of the hardest instruments to learn as well. Yes, and he's a virtuoso at it. Really, <laughs> he can shred. On a, um, I've I've seen accordion. I've seen death metal accordions and some incredible stuff. Yeah, oh, it's a thing, Candy. It's a oh thing. my god, I need to check this out. Yeah, <laughs> I, it, it was. It was. I think. I think it was. There was a part in Behemoth, and I can't remember the name. And they had an accordion. It was dripping blood. <laughs> it was black, and it was dripping blood. Oh, it's so good. Very niche audience that one. <laughs> anyway, pulling back to Weird Al. Uh, yeah, he has been. He's been making music since. I just looked it up on Wikipedia since the uh, the seventies. First, his first comedy song aired in nineteen seventy six. Bloody hell! As of two thousand seven, he sold twelve million albums and recorded more than one hundred and fifty parodies and original songs. He's done all right then, Annie. He? <laughs> he's done all right. I mean, bear in mind, given the kind of thing that he played, he's an accordion player with a very high voice, who is still more relevant than a lot of like platinum selling artists. Like he has had one of the longest careers in music, singing silly songs. Yep. Um, and everyone's everyone's got their got their favorite kind of one of his takes. Um, yes, like I know a lot of people who liked his really early stuff when he was doing a lot of kind of Michael Jackson songs. Eat like it. Uh, <laughs> he did eat it over beat it, and he did fat instead of bad. Who's fat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes. I I I have decided because I I love this man so much. I've I've got a few examples that I'm going to bring with me. So I'm going to share my screen, and we're going to listen to some little clips of some of this. Let's do this. Stuff. Do it. Um, and obviously, if you're listening on the audio version, you'll go, you're going to hear the audio right now. I'm up for this. So we are starting off with. We're going to get kicked off YouTube, but fuck it. <laughs> one of my favourites. It's white and nerdy. Candy, is that uh, Michael Jackson's bad jacket hanging up behind you? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering that. Not far off, is it? Look at that. <laughs> Who's bad? I got that this week. It's a banger. Here we go. Because that's Key and Peel, isn't it? It looks nothing like him there, doesn't it? (laughs) Go, 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 white guy. <laughs> got skills, I'm a champion of D&D MC Escher, that's my favourite MC yeah. Keep your 40 MC Escher, that's funny That's funny, yeah. that's fucking funny <laughs> <laughs> MC Escher's my favourite MC like, <laughs> It's funny Yeah it's, it's worth pointing out that this guy can really fucking rap as well like, can, He is can. an incredible musician Yeah and he, I, mean, I, um, I think there's one thing that a lot of people don't appreciate with um, Weird Al's work that He recreates the songs yeah, like he doesn't use backing tracks. Mm. So like he made remade. So this was obviously "Ride and Dirty" by Ch- Chameleon, Chameleonair, whatever he's how he pronounces something it. like that. He's rebuilt all the samples from the scratch up. Uh, it's like for, slightly uh, different, but enough similar yeah. that you know what it is. Yeah, um, oh, it's very clever. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, the next one I've got up is, this one's less of a parody. This is him rewriting a song, a little bit like what we do for Score Cheap. Okay. But um, not as good. You know, everyone knows, everyone knows Don McLean's um, American Pie. Yeah, we do. But the clearly superior version is the retelling to the tune of American Pie of Star Wars Episode One. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my, my, this here Anakin guy. Maybe oh no. Vader someday later. Now he's just a small fry. And in the video, listener, he's dressed as Episode One Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh god, Soon I'm gonna be piano. a Jedi. Oh, really? Did you know this junkyard slave isn't even old enough to shave? But he can use the force, they say. Doodles is grooving out heavily to this one. I'm hitting on the queen. He's just nine and she's 14. Yeah, he's <laughs> probably gonna marry her someday. Ugh. Well, I. That one goes on for about five or six minutes. That well, one. that song's really long anyway, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, really, it's a really long song in the first place. But it, um, That's fucking good. That's clever. because it It's is, quite it's famous, re- this one, because he wrote, this bef- he wrote this before episode one came out. What? what? He, found, he basically got all the leaks and stories off like IRC chats and bulletin yeah. boards back in 2000. Oh, no, 1998, rather. And he managed to piece together enough of the story to write this song, which was entirely 100% accurate to the film before Jeez. the film came out. Wow, props to him for that. Uber nerd. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He's white and nerdy. Um, next up, I've got one of his stranger ones. So, uh, who remembers Lord? Oh, yeah. Um, the, the singer. She sang, sang Royals. Yeah. I remember mainly remember from South Park when Randy's Lord. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, because Randy was Lord. <laughs> Randy was Lord. Um, so, when, when you've got a song where the, um, the, 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 the chorus lyrics are, and we could be Royals. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. What do you think a strange man like Weird Al Yankovic could find to fit into that um, um, into that pattern? Tin foil. <laughs> Spill oil. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, well, oodles is the closest. Really? I never seem to finish all my food. <laughs> I always get a foil. Oh, it's just called foil. I'll play, I'll play this one into the chorus because it's fucking brilliant. So I just keep what's still is this anything like the music video? No, it's and not. And I take oh. it home, save it for later. He doesn't always parody the video, depending on what you can do with it. Yeah. Right bacterial formation, microbes, enzymes, mold and oxidation. I don't care. <laughs> I've got so far. I never bother with baggies, glass jars, Tupperware yep. containers, plastic cling wrap, really a no-brainer. I Ugh. just like. It's got three arms. <laughs> to keep all my flavors sealed in tight with aluminum foil. Never said yes, I was so close. <laughs> that kind of wrap is just the best. Oh my to god. To keep your sandwich nice and fresh, stick it in your aluminum cooler. Oh my word! <laughs> I know the tune as well. I know yeah. that tune. He's just, yeah, it's it's incredible. Um, he looks incredible. 
Yeah, he does considering his age as well. He's like he's aged yeah. really shockingly well. He looks good. He's a very funny man. He does a lot. He does so many of these songs. There is one that I'm not going to play it because I don't want to really to reference too much to the original, but because it turns out the person who sang the original is super duper ultra problematic. <laughs> <sighs> because does anyone remember? Um, R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet. (laughs) Which was a parody in itself. The 22-minute epic of him being caught with some of the guy's wife. Yeah. That then involved midgets and priests and people coming out as gay and gunshots. and Yeah. So he parodied that as uh, Stuck in the Drive-Thru. Oh, wow. (laughs) With him and... him and his girlfriend being trapped between two two other cars and driving. I managed to make an eleven minute long song out of it. Wow! I were obsessed with that uh, trapped in the closet thing. Um, you, had to, you had to watch <laughs> it all on incredulous. YouTube in different parts, and yeah. oh my god, the whole thing was. Oh, why did R. Kelly become a baddie? Well, he's probably already a baddie. Always a baddie. Uh, he was already a baddie at the time. Yeah. Um, fuck. But the, the last the last one I'll give you is before I move before I let someone else take over. Is it is the classic. It's probably the one he's most famous for, and the one that got him in the most trouble because the original rights owner didn't like it and didn't approve it. It's Amish it's Paradise. It's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't talk about weird Al without doing Amish Paradise. I love Coolio. As I walk through the valley where I harvest my grain, I take a look at my wife and realize she's very plain. But that's just perfect for an Amish like me. You know I shun fancy things like electricity. At 4.30 in the morning, I'm milking cows. Jebediah feeds the chickens and Jacob plows. Fool, and I've been milking and plowing so long that even Ezekiel thinks that my mind oh, is God. gone. I'm a man of the land. I'm into discipline. Got a Bible in my hand and a beard on my chin. But if I finish all of my chores and you finish thine, then tonight we're gonna party like it's Sundial watch. <laughs> there you go. We had our Yankovic, everybody. I did watch absolute um, fucking legend of the of the parody scene. I watched a um, a YouTube series where uh, Amish youths when they do Rumspringer, you know, when they uh, they go and see modern life yeah. for like a month or something like, that, and then they decide if they want to come back and be Amish. And there was a YouTube series of playing that song to the Amish youth and they fucking loved it. They absolutely <laughs> loved it. Because it's not offensive. Yeah. It's, it, it's poking it, fun, it, isn't it? It's just It's poking rather yeah, than yeah. yeah, rather than dissing them. It's like your 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 way of life's nice and rural and unique, not rather than you're an idiot. You're well, all idiots. The, yeah, the only person that didn't like that song was Coolio because yeah. he, he claimed no one had ever told him. Anymore. Yeah, like you said, I didn't give permission for this, and like Weird Al had to pay him a load of money because the song had already become a hit. Okay, yeah, it's fun. Did you know there's a yeah. movie coming out starring Daniel Radcliffe as uh, Weird Al? Weird Al, yeah. Oh, that's got to be good. Cause I Daniel thought you Radcliffe said it was Coolio for a second then. <laughs> I almost did, that's why I stumbled. No, Daniel Radcliffe can do weird. He's good at weird. I love the films he's been doing recently. They are just completely yeah. bonkers, aren't they? I think it's He just really doesn't want to be Potter anymore, does he? <laughs> No, absolutely. But yeah, I would, I would really recommend you all go and listen to Weird Al Yankovic. Find some of the weirder stuff that he's done. Uh, his originals music is really good as well. Like, um, there's a song he's got called Hardware Store, which is literally just him being excited about going to a new hardware store. Yeah, man. Um, which but is what it, Pitt does. Le- it's legitimately one of the. 
best constructed <laughs> songs and performed songs I've ever heard. There's lots of like vocals playing over the top of each other. Mm. And there's this really huge section in the middle, like the middle section, where he's rattling off at like a ridiculously high tempo everything that the shop sells. <laughs> and it's so fast. Like, I, I've tried to sing along to it. Um, and um, I just absolutely cannot keep up with it. I've seen you rapping um, drunk. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things. It's one of those <laughs> mystical just, things. Just, just to demonstrate, and I'll do this at a slow speed, but the, like this is the lyrics that he sings at a really rapid rate. They've got Allen wrenches, gerbil feeders, toilet seats, electric heaters, trash compactors, juice extractors, shower rods and water meters, walkie-talkies, copper wires, safety goggles, radial tires, BB pellets, rubber mallets, fans and dehumidifiers. We didn't start a, the fire. Yeah, but he's singing oh. at a pace, singing it at such a pace as, as if he's doing like they got Alan Richard Jobber feeders, toilet seats, electric heaters, trash compactors, juice extractors, and, yeah. and so on like that. But that it is, job. it is thirty lines of things that he's reciting. Wow! <laughs> exactly. Wow. The man is the man's absolute legend. Like, as a musician, he's incredible. As a parody artist, he's he's unsurpassed. There are so many people who try to do work like he does, and no one can do it. Yeah, I remember when That's Lonely Island became big. That's true. You don't see that big. sort of thing now, do you? Lonely Island tried, didn't they, for a bit? And they got quite quite popular, but it was always shock parody mm. rather well, than they, clever. Yeah, well, Lonely Island stuff was more genre parody. Like they were taking the piss out of the genre. Like, yeah, you know, they, they did that one with um, Michael Bolton, so they could do like the big rap song with the huge seventies singer kind of. That's thing. That's a good that, one. Though, a rap artist, Jack Sparrow one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. oh, it's a great song. Like yeah. what the Lonely Island do is really good, but it's not the same as what. In it's my not pants. the same kind of parody as what Weird Al does. <laughs> Weird Al's a lot more direct and just. It's smart, weirder. isn't it? It is weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. But uh, also listen to some of his polkas. Like the angry white Polkas. guy Polka, yeah, because it's easy. he gets to fucking break out the um the uh, the accordion player really fast. Uh, he did. He's done a polka of like like a polka medley of like the Hamilton soundtrack where he condenses the whole thing into five minutes. I've just I've just heard Stig's ears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, a uh, yeah I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stop talking now because I could talk about Weird Al all night. Excellent. Oh, I like it. It's good. That's awesome. Biggie, what have you brought? Well, what else could I have brought? But I'm going to be talking about Police Squad and Naked Gown. So after yeah. the success of Airplane <laughs> 1 and 2, Zucker Brothers uh, realised that uh, Leslie Nielsen's humour is similar to theirs, and he was so good in Airplane, one of the standout um, characters from that movie, that they uh, got together to uh, create the Police Squad series. Uh, it's based on the cop shows of the 60s. Nielsen plays Sergeant Frank Drebin with the fellow Captain Ed Hocken of the Special Department of the Police Division, as it's called, played by Alan North. And it only um, aired for six episodes before ABC basically cancelled it. Uh, it's as if they felt the uh, audience had to concentrate too hard to catch all the verbal and visual gags. So they thought it didn't work. Can you believe that? Um, each episode was filled to the brim with sight gags, clever wordplay, and non sequitur jokes. These uh, episodes almost demand repeated viewing as it's so easy to miss these things first time around, uh, which is basically where it's gained its cult status because it used to be played on uh, TV all the time. That's how I caught it. And then I ended up buying it on DVD and so on. It's one of my favourites. Um, the jokes are just thick and fast. There's so many, but I picked a few of my faves here. Um, the opening credits were always good. The um, episode title and the narrator would never match as the title came up for the episode. Um, there's always somebody famous killed in the opening credits, like the special guest star, and they're always killed off right at the beginning. Um, you've got your <laughs> classic line, like, uh, cigarette? Yes, I know. Um, 
<laughs> One of the best lines ever is, uh, we're sorry to bother you at this difficult time. We would have come earlier, but your husband wasn't dead then. <laughs> wow. Wow. It, 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 Police Squad does have my favourite non sequitur, which is... Um, it's like one of those like transition bits of dialogue where um, the, the narration of Leslie Nielsen's character, and um, he just he, he's, he's talking about the mystery or something, he's, and he says, "Like a midget at a urinal, I was going to have to stay on my toes." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's something that stuck with me for years. I've just seen it. He does the the one where he's driving through, saying uh, something along the lines, "There was uh, a case of." Uh, I don't know, naked women falling asleep in a disco. But I got assigned to this stupid case. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's another one like, uh, sent the ransom note to the lab. They're demanding a million dollars. And then they go, why would the lab demand a million dollars? I do like that one a lot. Um, and then there's uh, Drebin leaning over his intercom. Get Pete at Homicide and ask him, some of his men to meet me outside the credit union. And he's leaning over it. And then you find out he's talking to a dwarf. And the dwarf goes, right away, sir. And walks off. Um, you got the sliding window receptionist. I mean, the, the, the gags are just fantastic. Um, okay, that's enough. We've got you. Sergeant, take her away and book her. And then he goes, oh, nice to meet you, Sergeant Takeaway and Sergeant Booker. <laughs> uh, I forgot that one. I've seen that on TikTok recently. <laughs> Uh, that's some pretty Good. fancy police work, Frank. How did you know? Just a little hunchback at the office. I thought so. So I brought <laughs> that hunchback from the office. Charlie, come out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like... <laughs> uh, but one of my favourites has got to be, uh, got something on the side of your mouth, Al, and big tall Al, his head is obviously out, off the top of the screen, so you can't see it. And then it, there's a pause, and they go, no, the other side. And then this massive piece of banana just falls on the desk. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just staring at it like... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, where else do we go? The Japanese garden is uh, where they go outside. There's just oh. these Japanese people standing in plant pots. Um, the let's say gags when they go, let's say that this happened, and they all go, oh, let's say this happened. Yeah, it's it's just silly, yeah. silly fun. Um, oh, the end pause gags as well. When obviously the, the episode had finished, and they're just standing. It wasn't there actually and, still framed, was it? You no. Know, and then there's one where they're pouring coffee, and the coffee just keeps going and going and going. And keeps just, going. <laughs> yeah. There's a monkey jumping around the set, and yeah, it's just just yeah. really, really clever. It was ahead of its time, um, and yeah, they cancelled it. They just people didn't get it, and then it got this cult Did it status. Inspire the films, and then yeah, literally, yeah, yeah, yeah naked, naked guns from the files of police. Yeah, squad. It's the same guy, isn't it? Yeah. It's just a sequel. Eight years later. Um, Six years later, um, the Naked Gun came along. And as you say, it was from the files of Police Squad. was launched, and once again, Nielsen returned to Sergeant Drebin, Detective Lieutenant. And with him was uh, George Kennedy, this time as Ed, and obviously the infamous O.J. Simpson as Nordberg, who was brilliant in those yep. films until he turned out to be a baddie in real life. Um, Acquitted. <laughs> and what? Acquitted baddie. <laughs> but a baddie as well. Um, and uh, of course, uh, Priscilla Presley, who was just so good, so yeah, so good, really yeah. showed her comic timing in that. And that featured a stellar cast of famous movie and TV stars, including the infamous Enrico Palazzo. Um, with similar gags, it went on to have two more sequels. But I feel that Police Squad worked as a series in sort of those like half hour. Bang, 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 bang. Gag it was quicker after gag. for the for the gags. Yeah, and the, I, I the think films the, the movies, going a bit long. Yeah, 
I think they were just drawn out a little bit too much. And I think which is the, the one with Queen Elizabeth on it? That's the second one. Yeah, I, I've seen. I think I've seen that I one the, the most. But then, yeah, the third one I think was really starting to run out of steam, and then unfortunately, Nielsen then left those movies and went on to do more spoofs like Spy Hard, scary movies, and I just think the quality. Oh, it's of not very good in scary movie. His role, I think, Spy Hard was great though. I really Spy enjoyed Spy good. Hard. There's some great guys. Dracula Dead and Loving It, I like that. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I just think the quality of whatever the whoever the writers were that were giving the scripts was just running out of ideas. And because yeah, Leslie yeah, Nielsen the, 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 has that deadpan face, he does it so well. Yeah, that's just that's the thing we, we talked about work. it last time on the uh, on the last episode of Modern Escapism, which is funnily enough what Biggie brought last time on that episode. The same thing, but it wasn't spoofs. It was I think it was just some classics or something like that. Mm. But we did mention that. Um, as in Nielsen was a classical trained actor, wasn't he? Yeah. He wasn't yeah, he was, a comedy he, actor. He, he was funny because the delivery, he was delivering it as if he was doing drama. Yeah, I always find it fascinating as well how he looked like a granddad then. Mm. Yeah, he's always... <laughs> yeah, he's always he's like his mid, he's like his mid-40s in Airplane, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. he always just looked like a granddad. <laughs> is he, st- but, is he uh, retired? He's dead, yes. Very much so, for a long yes. time. Oh, is yes. he? Yeah. Yeah. 2010. Since, I think, I think Scary Movie Three or something like that. He did where he did the alien gag where the aliens pissed out the finger. Uh, that's that was the last funny thing I ever saw him do. <laughs> yeah. But my my favourite final line from one of the episodes is when uh, Ed is talking to him. He says a couple of hoods beat up the witness, and uh, said uh, she's over there to speak to. Him. And he goes just before he walks off, he goes, "Frank, it was pretty bad." So then Frank approaches this really ugly looking hunchback, and he goes. I'm Sergeant Drebin. Jill, I know it's been difficult for you. Then he goes, Frank, not that bad. She's a bit further over there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, jokes. it's just, it's so good. <laughs> so good. If you can catch Police Squad, please track it down. Because everyone knows the Naked Gun movies, but the actual show it was based on is so much better. Do you know what? I actually didn't even realise it came from a show. I've seen the Naked Gun films, but I didn't realise it was actually based on, um, or spun off of something. The the one thing I forgot to mention is that the the visual style is based on those 60s cop shows, so it actually looks like it was filmed back then. They've done that sort of clever filter. Yeah, a lot of people think it's older than it is. Yeah, and it just looks so good. It, it, It just, yeah, classic comedy. Just track it down. Mm. It is. I like this. I like the silliness of it all. Uh, Oodles. Yeah, let's go. Let's Let's go. go. This is Spinal Tap. (laughs) Classic. So, 1984. Can you believe a 37-year-old film? Is it 37? Am my maths correct? Close enough. I believe so. (laughs) Starring Rob Reiner as Marty DeBerge, who's the documentarian. Uh, We've got Michael McKean as David St. Hubbins, Christopher Guest as Nigel Tufnell, and Harry Shearer as Derek Smalls. They are the titular greatest rock and roll band of, from England, Spinal Tap. Now, <laughs> if you've not seen this as Spinal Tap, you may be... A lot of people thought these were a real band <laughs> when it first came out. They're not a real band <laughs> in any shape or form. Um, it's basically... I, I don't know if it is, but it's the first major popular mockumentary Mm. And it coined the term mockumentary. I don't think it was the yeah. first. It just didn't. They no, just didn't have the a first. name for it. Oh, it was. It was the first that was like a hit in Hollywood, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's very cleverly done. Um, how they created this? What it is? It's it's about uh, Marty DeBerger. He's a documentarian. Um, Rob Rob Reiner's character, and he's basically doing what um, people like uh, 
um, Louis Farou do now and follow people around for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. But he's following around this fictitious band. And believe it or not, there's 300 hours of footage that they shot for this film. And all of it is improv, apart from like the set pieces, the very famous onstage set pieces. Oh, that is fantastic, that is. And it's just absolutely genius. Now, it was co-written and directed by... Um, by Rob Reiner, who, who is star. If you don't, if you don't know who Rob Reiner is, if you've seen Wolf of Wall Street, he's Jordan Belfort's dad, a very angry yeah. dad. <laughs> That's him, and you can't tell it's him in this because he's proper. He's, he's proper putting on that. He's got that um, that Hollywood trucker cap on. What's his name? Uh, Michael Moore. He's a bit like Michael Moore in this. Yeah, yeah, Michael Moore was yeah. Michael Moore. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and it's just really good how he's interviewing these. These fucking stupid crap rock stars. Oh, they claim to be rock stars. How oh, the, the famous stuff like with um, Nigel's guitar room oh, gadget. I'm sure you adore that scene. Oh yes. <laughs> with his guys, it's like, listen to the sustain on this. It's like it's not plugged in. Yes, but listen <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> for, 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 yeah, for me, the favorite one of that is is where he says, "Look at this one. It's it, it's beautiful. It's still got the tag on it. So do you no, play that one? Don't touch well, it. No, 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 no. It's still got the tag on it. Don't yeah, play that one. Don't touch it. Well, why don't you take the tag off and play it? <laughs> Well, then it wouldn't have the tag on it. Yeah. Like, Nigel Tuffle's a fucking idiot. <laughs> oh yeah, he is. He's he's kind of like the Ozzy Osbourne, like yeah. thick. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And there's the, the famous one with the uh, the amps where he's yeah, like it goes up uh, to eleven. You, you could have it at ten, but this one goes to eleven. And then Rob Reiner's character is like, "Why couldn't you just make ten louder?" And he's like, "So Nigel just turns around and goes, yeah, but eleven's more.'" <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And that invented turn it up to eleven. That literally came yeah. from this film, and that's how like, influential it was. And you get Harry Shearer of Simpsons fame. He's he's actually probably the smallest part of the main cast, isn't he? Really, but some of his deliveries and his yeah. stoicism and just his character in general is fantastic. And the fact that this band, this fake band, they produced two full albums. They did <laughs> of real music. Real. Where they actually sing and stuff like that. And like Christopher Guest, who plays now, he's playing the piano and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, what do you call this? He's like, it's a beautiful concerto. Oh, it's, 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 it's based on Bach and Beethoven. What do you call it? He's like, I call it Lick My Love Pump. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just some absolute... And, and they are Americans doing English accents. And if you can get past that, because some of them are good at it, some of them aren't. <laughs> If you can get past that, it's just fantastic. And the the famous bit where they're like they're going on to on stage and they're like, "Rock and roll, let's go, let's go." And then the guy, the, the stage hand's going, "Yeah, if you go right, go left, go further down, past that side, go right, go right, okay, okay, let's go, rock and roll." And they keep going around in a circle and they can't get onto stage. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. It's just some beautiful and, and the thing, the, the big thing, like the big set piece where they're like, "We want to do Stonehenge. We've got a fill. We've got a song about Stonehenge. So I want a big Stonehenge and I want a dwarf." Jumping around Stonehenge, so they make Stonehenge fucking tiny, and the dwarfs massive compared to this little Stonehenge, and it's just, it's just so fucking good. Like because because they draw it on a napkin, don't they? They mix up yeah. inches, so. and the uh, the they running gag up. about the drummer as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. another another oh, they thing. Keep killing drummers, yeah. keep killing drummers. Yeah, oh, it's so fun. I've got some quotes. Like is the the quote where. Um, one of, one of the groupies is saying, you don't do heavy metal on a double A, you know? It's, it's like, Dolby, Dolby. Because <laughs> <it's, 'cause laughs> they did the album on Dolby Digital, they did it on Dublin. That's a funny one. You've got to be there to know it. And there's one, um, I do not, for one, think that the problem was that the band was down. 
I think that the problem may have been that there was a Stonehenge monument monument on stage that was in danger of being crushed by a dwarf. <laughs> with, <laughs> um, I've got, we're, we're very lucky in the band in that we have two visionaries, David and Nigel. They're like poets, like Shirley and Byron. They're two distinct types of visionaries. It's like fire and ice, basically. I feel my role in the band is to be somewhere in the middle of that, kind of like lukewarm water. <laughs> <laughs> And like some of the songs, like in in the in the mockumentary, they think they're a heavy metal band, not they claim they're a heavy metal band. They they don't play heavy metal at all. It's more like a cross between like Bowie and Rush in a weird way. It's like it's like glam prog, isn't it? Yeah, and early Queen. Three of the songs, yeah, kind of like early Queen. Yeah, three of the songs are fucking bangers. Like to this day, like one of my favorites, "Break Like the Wind." Fantastic yeah. song. You listen to that song, you're like, whoa, this is fucking not a real band. Um, tonight I'm going to rock you tonight That's a great title and a great song <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Funky Sex Farm that's a really good song as well um, if you've never watched the film it's very difficult to find you can't find it on streaming platforms it's one really? of those things uh, you've basically got to have the DVD I at this week because I know we were doing this I had to go and get ready guys I had to go into the attic get the uh, VCR out and put my Ooh. VHS in of Spinal Tap that wow. fucking tape since I got I got that when I was far too young to play, and I played. Wow, that tape's not aged. <laughs> I played it on my daughter's telly. She's got one of them old CRTs with the um, with a tape deck attached to the telly. You know them Alba ones, yeah, and little grey ones. Because yeah, she plays her Xbox on that. Because I'm a tight bastard. <laughs> and fucking hell, don't they have it was just um, so cool? Don't they do that that, that usual thing where? Somebody in the band, they fight with each other, like have arguments, and they split, and then they go back yeah. or something. It's just brilliantly yeah. done. They do, they do all, they do everything that like. It's funny because this came out before like band documentaries, real documentaries mm. came out, and these bands are so accurately like Spinal Tap. It's yeah. unreal. <laughs> it's it's like how the f- do they not re- like that? Remember that Metallica documentary? That's some kind of monster. Some kind. Oh, that oof, is oof. so Spinal Tap. It's unreal. But they don't realize that it's funny. I All think, the slamming uh, doors things and stuff. <laughs> it's so, so bad. I think um I think people, especially when they're in metal bands or rock bands, yeah. when they're big bands and like you know, they have an industry of people around them and stuff like yeah. that. They, they don't even know how to make a cup of tea, do they? <laughs> well no, they lose touch with how silly rock and roll is and how yes. silly heavy metal is. And how in like, you know, both me and you we have experience being in bands in yeah. on a small scale. Yeah. And we appreciate how fucking ridiculous gigging is. Mm. How oh, ridiculous it's, it's it is pathetic. writing a song, or like checking people's egos in the practice room and stuff I've, like that. I, like my old band, we've supported big bands that can pull in fifty thousand people crowd. And I, I went at a fifty thousand people gig. Don't get me wrong, but I've seen their riders. I've seen <clears throat> their people saying, "Don't come in." Here. Oh god, the tiny bread that you've just reminded me of the, <laughs> the tiny, tiny bread. bread where he's- <laughs> Yeah, the tiny bread. We can't, can't fit a slice of ham in the bread. Yeah, I want bigger bread. I want bigger bread so I don't have to fold my. Oh, I really ham. need to rewatch yeah. this. I remember loving that. Movie. It's so good. You, you can, you can, you can obviously download it naughty ways, and I kind of think Spinal Tap would want want that from you mm. in a weird way. I was going to say, I wonder why it roll. hasn't been digitised yet because you would think that's one of the classics that would have been immediately. I think it's a, I think it's a rights issue. Yeah, it's definitely be. a rights issue because the 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 the, the actual albums are. EMI, I believe, right. and the yep. film's something else. Yeah. So it's one of those that's up in there. Like, they've done many more, like, spoofs, the company mm. that did it and stuff, and the director and stuff. Many more. The, the Best in Show, that's a really good one. Yeah, yeah. Seen that oh, with I the, love with Best the, in with Show. With the dogs. Yeah. With the dogs, yeah. It's same, same people. 
that's really good. There's, there's a few of them that are really good. But I think Spinal Tap, it, without Spinal Tap, we wouldn't have like series like The Office and stuff like that. Because nope. it, it's it, this is what launched a thousand ships. I think it's one of the most important spoofs and parodies ever. And I talked to so many people. I'm like, have you have, have you have you watched this is Spinal Tap? They're like, oh, that band. Like they're not a band. <laughs> You've just seen them on Spotify because they've got a full Spotify page and full Wikipedia yeah. entries as if they're a w- real band. That's how effective it was. You just yeah. you, you you just need to point out someone the, the bass player, the one that's wearing all the gimp gear. Yeah, Seymour yeah. Skinner. Yeah, yeah, Skinner. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and the, the fact that they Spinal Tap appeared at the Freddie Mercury concert when when he died, the AIDS concert, yep. as Spinal Tap, and people thought it was really oh, Spinal that's... Tap. Every success that some bands never make. Well, <laughs> I think they did a tour, didn't they? They did a 2011-ish tour when they were really old. Like they, they, they were taking the piss out of Led Zeppelin, stuff like that, because Led Zeppelin did a tour, didn't they, about 15, yeah. 20 years ago. It's like, you're not Led Zeppelin anymore. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. And it's, I just think it's absolute genius. If you've never done it, if you've never seen it, I'll, I'll listen to it. It's out there. Get it. You can get it on DVD. I don't think they ever Blu-rayed it. I'm not sure. Mm. Some cinema files will probably be able to... I assume you know uh, of bad news as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah, bad news, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. for the young ones. That, that was a very funny parody as well. But they, I think they only did yeah. it like audio versions. I don't know if they actually... Yeah, something like that. They, they, they released but a couple I, of albums. That's really funny as well. I, I just genuinely think this is Spinal Tap is one of the smartest. In 1984, it seems like... Like Rob Reiner were pioneering something before it was a thing. Yeah. Mm. And I just think it's so, so important to watch. It's one of the funniest things, especially if you've got a penchant for music or you've, you've, you've been at gigs or done gigs. It's just, it's eye-opening. There's bits when I, I, I watched it this, this week and I'm like, oh, God, I did that. Oh, God, I did. Why did I not? Why did I not realise I was Spinal Tap for a, for a brief moment? I was going to say, so three pathetic. of us here have, have toured with bands, and how many times yeah. a week did you say, we're having a Spinal Tap moment? Yeah. Because it was at least oh, yeah. three or four times Almost a week every gig. for me. <laughs> yeah, the one time I kicked off because they didn't have full fat coke. I was kicking off. <laughs> Who the fuck do I think I am? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Who I've, the fuck do I uh, think I am? <laughs> I've definitely gotten lost in the, in the back rooms of a, of a venue before. Yeah, it's easily done. They are mazes of wood. Not, 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 not on the way of, to get to the show itself, but more like popping out for a cigarette and then Can't not get working in. out, being able. <laughs> no, I, get back in the door and not recognise anywhere I've walked from. Oh, the door's like, locked behind you. Where are the changing rooms? <laughs> yeah, where did I come from? Yeah, exactly. It's a fucking. I don't recognise that corridor. Who is that man? I'm scared. It does show that like <laughs> concerts are like a finely crafted mechanism, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, no, they're not a finely crafted team. mechanism. It's it, it's a thousand different chaos uh, points of chaos <laughs> yeah. that somehow coalesce into a functioning event. Do you, How do you time, know I um, haven't told Candy? Maybe I have. Well, you haven't mentioned it if you have. That's because I haven't. <laughs> well, there was a the time Rob Zombie got kicked out of a Rob Zombie show for looking too much like Rob Zombie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's a perfect yeah. example. But going back to sort of um, last week's show in, in terms of um, recasting, do you think a, a film like that would even work coming out today, being as so many bands take themselves so seriously now? Or do you think it might oh. even work better because they uh, take themselves yeah. so seriously? The closest one I've seen that's now. anywhere is the, the pop star Don't Stop, Never Give Up, in or whatever it's called, the Lonely Island one. Yeah. They did one. Yeah. That was really good, but then it, it started off like Spinal Tap, then it turned into this 
crazy, trippy film about like reconnecting with your brothers and stuff like that. But it started off a very spout time. There's a few that we've seen, but the more like comedies, like uh, the parody of uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox one. Oh, I love that one. Too. Seen that? Yeah. Is it what's it? It's called Walk Hard, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Walk the Lines, the yeah. original one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Walk Hard. You you don't get a hangover. That's the beauty, do you want none of this? <laughs> that stuff is really good, but I, I still, again, best in shows really close, but I don't think they've ever hit anything like that. I don't think anyone dare do it. I think only Rob, Rob Ryan has got the chops to do it. Yeah. And I don't think he directs anymore. I'm not sure. I don't think mm. he does. So, yeah, fucking Spinal Tap. Just pirate it, guys. Watch it. I've he tried. It's not on YouTube it. either. It's not on, it's not on YouTube. There's bits on YouTube. There's best bits, but... Absolute classic, and you'll find it if you look for it. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'll finish off then, and mine's just a short one. Um, and I'm going with Hot Shots, um, which was a <laughs> film that was released in 91, and it was a parody <laughs> of Top Gun, starring Charlie Sheen and directed by Jim Abrahams. And um, Sheen stars as kind of the, the maverick-type um, hero, shall we say, um, Topper Harley. He's a Navy pilot. He's Topper Harley. What a name! <laughs> <I know. laughs> he's uh, he's currently left the Navy and he's gone to live with mm. uh, native people uh, because his father was responsible for the death of his co-pilot. And yeah. th- so, which is the opening scene? So, um, yeah, his his father's basically just fucking around, doing loop de loops, and um, loses control oh, God, of yeah. the plane. The co-pilot can't use the eject button. The plane goes down. He survives the plane crash, absolutely fine, yep. <laughs> unscathed. The top opens, he, he flies out, the eject button finally works, lands in the woods. He's got these two branches sticking out from his helmet, and he's subsequently shot because it's hunting season. Somebody mistakes him <laughs> for a deer. It's traumatising. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> when was the last time you saw this gadget? Did you forget that bit? No, no, I, oh, I, it, it's something that I, I love. I love Hot Shots so much, and it's one of those films where I know where all the jokes are coming. But just, yeah, and I still, I still chuckle because it's, it's, it's that kind of really silly spoof. It's like the oh, airplane it's so thing. Daft. It's like I know where all the jokes are, and it's, it's, it's done in that really affectionate style for the source for material. For me, the Hot Shot, I like, part two, I think they're the last really credible good spoofs. Well, do you know what I think? Yeah. Part does as good, if not funnier, than the first one. But I only had time to kind it's of. It's the Rambo up. parody, though. That's isn't right. It? That's yeah, when he's shooting the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just such silly slapstick comedy, and there's nothing sort of. There's just there's no ill will made against the the source material kind of thing. It's just it's just a no, classic send up. And um, I was I was watching it thinking, oh good, am, am I going to find something problematic here? Looking back, you know, you don't see it at the time, but actually there wasn't there wasn't really. And mm. um, think what you want about Charlie Sheen, but he's he's funny in these films. Um, mm. And of yeah, course- he was different back then, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot less coke. Yeah, he's. Uh- I don't think it was a lot more coke. I think it was Probably. just he was young I enough. I think to he was eating <laughs> yeah, full fat true. coke. People did yeah, not know definitely. that he was the uh, sex goblin that he turned out to be. Hey, he's not a sex goblin. He's just a sex pest. There's a difference. Uh, funny okay. rat. <laughs> sex- <laughs> funny rat. I heard that in ages. Oh, no. <laughs> got an episode title. That's the first time I've heard that. <laughs> no, that used to be a thing That's that was definitely more than one, that one. Yeah, funny rat. it used to be said all the time, like, don't go near him, he's a funny rat. <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, some of my uh, 
I think probably my favourite <laughs> wow. scene is that long drawn out sex scene with the with uh, doing the food and the yes. sort of exchange. You know, <laughs> the, the full English breakfast. Yeah, they're exchanging <laughs> olives, and then there's an olive in a belly button. Because- fire it down straight into her mouth. Yeah, and then starts to fry an egg and bacon on her and everything. That's it. Yeah. Oh, that so it's actually surprisingly still sexy though. It is, isn't it? And it's so yeah. close to the original sex scene in Top Gun as well, but yeah. without obviously added fried eggs. I think it's Tom Cruise's just inherently not sexy though. I I don't find any sex 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 appeal from Tom. Is Cruise. it the snaggle tooth? No, I think it's the height. Mm, possibly, yeah, yeah, possibly. <laughs> not tall enough for me. Well, funny, I, was... I, can't, I, can't, I can't remember whether it's part, whether it's Hot Shots or whether it's part day where uh, the, girl, the, the girl's on the horse and he's trying to impress her and he's basically emulating the, uh, the tricks the horse is doing on his yeah, motorbike. That's the, first motorbike. One, yeah. <laughs> the first one. And she's yeah, like swinging around a branch and everything. And... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so good. But it... And she's really good in it as well. Yeah, she is really good. And it's, but even sort of like the intro where you, they've got the music so close to the Top Gun. And actually, like some of the um, some of the footage they use is is pretty good. I don't know whether it's stock footage or what they did, but it's obviously like real fighter jets. It's, it's and probably not jump jets and stuff. It's probably not not for this budget. I think <laughs> probably I don't know, but anyway, it looks it's it looks stock pretty footage. good. Do you know what? Actually, like looking like there was no obvious dodgy kind of graphics or anything whilst I was watching it. Like you forget, no. forget how maybe, old it maybe is. Maybe they did have the budget. Maybe they did have the budget for a few uh, fighter jet scenes. Possibly because it's a 30-year-old film now and I didn't see it. See imagine, any it. imagine seeing to the US Air Force, right, we're doing a really serious, um, <laughs> like, remember, remember Top Gun a few years ago, we're going to do that, so we need, need to borrow some of your best fighter pilots, we need some good scenes, some dog fighting. Then they went to the cinema to see it because they got, they, they got free tickets. What the fuck is this? <laughs> we're the Air Force, we're serious. It didn't have a small budget. I mean, for a 1991 film, it had 26 million. Oh, it's real. They're real planes, then. <laughs> there must be. That was there the 25 be. million spent on that plane. <laughs> yeah, literally yeah. just the one. But yeah, oh, then Charlie got- Sheen was still bringing, bringing big money, though. We, they had to pay him quite a lot to be in that film because he'd come off a few uh, big hits, hadn't he, before mm. then? He, was, he wasn't comedy at this point, was he? This was his first comedy role, I believe. Mm. Yeah, very probably. Actually, I was reading about a few army films. I was reading about him, and apparently, he actually like got really buff for it. He wasn't; he was just like skinny. He looked lad fucking before. incredible in it. Yeah, he he like exercised eight hours a day and or the something. The second one, Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. I know, right? He had to be actually did like look like Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, it's got another one of my favorite gags as well. When um, when the navy captain is on the um, is on the ship, and he's complaining about the uh, the noise of the jets, and. Uh, and one of the other guys, you know, here, take these. Takes his head, takes his earplugs out of his ears. It's oh, thank you. Swallows them as if they're a pill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hopefully, these will do the trick. Yeah, <laughs> fucking incredible. It's like, it's Lloyd Bridges again. So it's the same gags as in Airplane. Yeah, yeah just delivered the same way. I just yeah. Because because you've also got that cartoony thing with them kind of like syringing out his ears. That's right. Yeah, yeah. With, same with, with, a, with a cloth. <laughs> yeah. He, 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 he goes on all the film like talking about all the different injuries he's had and bits of metal plate that he's got yeah. in his body and it just keeps escalating. He's more metal than man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just bad. so funny and so slapstick and just, I, I, I did actually forget how funny it is and just a completely just an absolute send up kind of, just nice and unlike, funny. And unlike Spinal Tap, these are easily, easily accessible. <laughs> oh yeah, this one's on this Amazon nice. Prime. Easy to find. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's there. I just primed it. No, maybe not for Biggie. <laughs> the thing is, in, in in a world where hot shots exist, can anyone go and see the new Top Gun film and take it seriously? 
Mm-hmm. And do you know what? I forgot this was still a thing. I saw the trailer when I went to see, I think it was Spider-Man. Mm. It's supposed uh, to be a few years ago. That's right, yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's like, he's back. Maverick's back. He's like, he's fucking 65 years old. He's not allowed in a jet. <laughs> he probably wasn't while he filmed it, though. You've got to have 20-20 vision and the reflexes of a cat. So They're going max six. He did actually <laughs> want to fly that, um, that jet as well, like in real yeah, life. because he's an idiot. He jumped off at Burj Khalifa yeah. a few years ago. He's an absolute idiot. I don't fancy Tom Cruise, <laughs> but I respect his craft. He just no- has no value <laughs> over his own life at all. I'm really excited yeah. for Top Gun too. I think this is that's actually one of the of reasons you are. I cho- that's one of the reasons I Another chose volleyball scene, please. But Top Gun was one of my favourite films when I was a kid. I absolutely adored it. I fuck. I think Top Gun's really good soundtrack. People too. forget how good it is. Yep, proper 80s. really good soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, Hot Shots. Absolutely love it. Excellent, excellent. Right, gadget. A spoof of a uh, listener base. Have they got anything to add? Yep, the the whole lot of them are parodies themselves, but they've worked some good parodies for us. Good. So that F King guy has come up with one that it's it's a one close to my heart, dear to my heart, one of the good Channel Four ones, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Yes, I've never I was seen very this. close to pick it, picking this. Oh mate! Oh, one of the greatest shows ever made, a spoof of seventy sci fi horror TV, mm. an accurate take on inept low budget filmmaking, egotistical creators, and pulp schlock script writing. It's criminal. It only ever got six episodes. That's the first There's time I saw Richard Ayoade, I think. Yeah, yeah, because he played uh, Dean Lerner. Yeah. Uh, you'll enjoy it, Biggie, because there is an episode called Scotch Mist. Fuck where, hell. Where, where a mist has descended from Scotland, <laughs> turning everyone Scotch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which, means they ha- which means they have the, t- the tartan flat caps and the stitchy yep. Jimmy wigs. Oh, and I'm so sorry on this now. They're, they're all subtitled. Yeah. And, um, it's yeah. such a good... It's, it's all on Faro Day as well, I think. It is, yeah, all six episodes. Oh, it's I mean, so good. I mean, and to I'm be honest, Biggie, you, you'll, you'll, you'll have probably seen stuff that did it earlier. You will have seen like, memes when as well. you were a kid. Yeah. So, it's so funny. So good. I've nearly it, it, finished. It, it, uh, I love the opening. Shadows. So that's why I'm love, finishing that off at the moment. What we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. Uh, another good parody. Mm. Yeah. There's a, there's a thing with the uh, Garth Marenghi um, opening sequence as well because mm. he's, he's he's supposed to be like a Stephen King kind of guy. He's fucking hell, yeah. And um, <laughs> claims 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 he's he's the only author in the world who's written more books than he's read. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's, there's a, he always he always starts off where he's like standing with one of his books and he reads a little quote from it. And there's so one bad. of the episodes he starts off that and he's just like, blood, lots of blood, gallons of blood. An ungodly amount of blood. There was so much blood it filled buckets. And then closes the book and starts the episode. <laughs> it's so fucking clever. And it's like, again, it looks like a 60s, 70s show, doesn't it? But it was made yeah. in like noughties, I think. Early noughties. Uh, yeah, it was early noughties, yeah. It was designed, yeah, it was designed to be a piss, piss taker then. But so yeah. You, you'll recognize a lot of people in it, Biggie, from like, like people now. They, they got their big break in this, I think. Oh, cool. Definitely watching that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Matt Berry's in it. Yeah. Matt Berry. He's in it. <laughs> yes. But. <laughs> doing that. <laughs> but. Well, he's, he's, he's doing that voice, and he's also doing it. He, he dubs himself in it. Yeah, he does. Because there was so, there was so <laughs> much dubbing in 60s and 70s TV show. Overdubbing. So, like, yes. Oh, so good. Anyway, uh, moving on. Because I saw my dark place for a long time. Uh, Pete Beckett has said, for movies, Austin Powers and Blazing Saddles. Yes, yes, yep. yes, yes, yes. yes. Music, I'm not sure if this is parody or not, but Chaz and Dave. <laughs> I thought that was I just think, Cockney music. I think they're earnest. 
think, I don't think they're a parody, mate. Biggie, as the uh, Savna, Chaz and Dave, that's like your death metal, isn't it? That's your, like, fucking... Like, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's like your, like... Like rabbit, I'm going, rabbit, to, I'm going rabbit, to rabbit, 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 rabbit. Yeah, rabbit, that's rabbit. your punk. That's I'm going against oh. the grain. I'm going to listen to Chaz and Dave. <laughs> Do you know what? I mean, I get the point. I think I really don't know how serious they were. I, I get the feeling it I, was earnest, and they. Did I think that they are parodied. They probably Snooker are. Loopy or whatever it was, they did that yeah. stupid track. But I mean, were they oh, taking sure. the piss all Jowled this time? This, mate. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. They have they have they have, um, they have festivals that dedicate to them, don't they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they've got a venue in Margate dedicated wow. to them. We're going to Margate. <laughs> that's you, isn't it? That's, that's you, big. Like, Come on, we're up to Margate. Doing the Lambert walk. Oi! <laughs> <laughs> He's done it. Yes. Oh. Uh, Oodles, hold on to yourself. We've got Americans in the chat here. Oh, God. Oh, my uh, God. Because uh, f- the, the lovely people from Fuck My Work Life have come in with uh, space balls. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top Secret. Oh, yeah. Yep. And Airplane. Oh, so they've got taste. Americans with taste. Oh, I know yeah. they're American films, but still. That Spaceballs, when I first saw that. There are bits that don't work, but majority of it is so good. Mm. So good. I liked Pizza the it's got It's got our, our old friend in it, hasn't it? Rick Moranis. Mm. <laughs> Rick Moranis, yeah. Half Helmet. He's brilliant. He's really it's good. Got, um, Very good. It's got, it's got Lieutenant Tuvok from um, Voyager in it. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. Fucking hell, some... Some people and I like Spaceballs. I know people are a bit like, oh, it's stupid. Don't, don't take the piss out of Star Wars. But Star Wars does it to itself anyway. Wasn't that the, <laughs> what's the name of the lead? I forgot the guy's name. He went really serious as an actor. Bill Pullman. Yeah. Yeah, Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. That Bill was Pullman. kind of like his the, first. The President of the United States. First movie, wasn't it? Sort of thing. Like he, he was like this comedy first actor. First time I saw him. Yeah. Yeah, and then he did Casper and Independence Day. <laughs> He did do them in that order. There were other films in between. No, that's all he did. That's all Phil Pullman did. Three films. I think Casper was after Independence Day. Yeah, and he was in Independence Day too. So four films. There we go. Anyway, uh, Zenos has said, uh, I haven't seen a lot of spoof films. Superhero movie is about the only one I can think of, which is one of the few in its franchise that's not utterly terrible from what I've heard. And had exactly one joke in it that still cracks me up. And he quotes, Titanium blades, they can cut through diamonds. Well, you're out of luck, Hourglass. I'm not wearing any diamonds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've never seen this. No, I haven't either. Uh, he says, it's stupid, but it still makes me laugh. There's one spoof game I have to mention, though, that was a joke game made as an ad campaign for Bulletstorm called Duty Calls, and it's bloody mm. hilarious. Mm. They basically made a Call of Duty parody to take the piss out of how formulaic the whole military shooter thing was. I've never played Bulletstorm, but this has genuinely been more memorable than the game it was meant to be advertising. Yeah, I, I, he gave a video and I watched it. Yeah, I did too. It's actually really fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> really good. But I, I like Bulletstorm, and I think it, that is a parody of a game anyway. A parody yeah, of a lot of a, military it's a, it's shooters. Send, send up a military sci-fi shooters, isn't it's it? Like, fuck, fuck all the time. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> uh, Angry Kurt has said, uh, I think you'll scoff at this suggestion, but I'm going to say it anyway because it was the first that came to mind, and I genuinely like it. And that is the first Johnny English film. There's nothing wrong with Johnny English. I like Johnny English. Hmm. We're big Rowan Atkinson fans on this show. Mr. Bean. (laughs) We all remember those days at school where it was the last day of term and they would roll out the telly to watch the film instead of work. Well, this is the film we always watched, but I also did see it at the cinema. Mm. It was a family-friendly fun with gags for all ages and Rowan Atkinson was his wonderful comedic self in it. I never saw the sequel due to poor reviews, but I was always tempted. 
Yeah, I like Ronan. Like Blackadder. I mean, we've talked about Blackadder ad nauseum on this show. We're massive Ron Atkinson fans. Oh. I've never seen Johnny English two, four, five, six, however many there is. I've only no, seen the first yeah, one. two of them. I liked it. I think I think it was right. good. So last up we have Ray, and he said, uh, Hi, Modern Escapism. My favourite spoof work is the TV series Robot Chicken. Oh. At the beginning, it seemed like a parody show mocking different pop culture stuff every episode, not really standing out as a strain... Uh, not standing out as a strain of adult cartoon. However, you keep watching, the deep understanding of the show creators on the source materials begin to emerge. The series becomes a reflection on different genres. Especially like one episode of Star Trek in which the crew makes the combat sound effects and dramatic music by <laughs> mouth when encountering Klingon warships, making fun of the low-budget and repetitive presentation of these early sci-fi series. And they do it in a light-hearted, non-explicit way that only the fans of the original Star Trek will get while making them feel their beloved series is being laughed at. Making fun of something is common, but I haven't found too many others that make it as smart and enjoyable as Robot Chicken. Mm. Mm. I fucking love Robot Chicken. That shit what they do with Transformers all the time. <laughs> the, Real um, Transformer toys. The Star Wars episodes for me. Yeah. It's, um, it's just the way, they they do Pal- the way they do Palpatine. When you guys yeah. first told me to go and check that out, because I hadn't seen it, I did. I went through a rabbit hole oh, of God. their videos, and yeah, I was chuckling away. They're very good. It's, it's Seth Green, isn't it? And... Um, how he can, him and his, I forgot his partner's name that he does it with, um, how they can somehow make you relive your childhood, playing with toys and stuff like that, but also just the throwbacks and stuff. Oh, God, the Easter eggs that they've got in it and stuff like that. The stuff with Batman and Robin, and they did like a full DC special. They did um, a Marvel special, all the Star Wars films. They did films, didn't they? They did, Actual yeah. Actual stop-motion fucking films. It's so fucking good. Robot Chicken's highly underrated, I think. Oh, yeah, it's outstanding stuff. Mm. The um, Anything they do with the Disney princesses is always hilarious. Oh, God, yeah, they're all horrible bastards, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> specifically to each other. Yeah. I think at one point one of them calls Ariel a fishy bitch. <laughs> yeah, and I think, I think it's Belle from Beauty and the Beast carries grenades with her at all times. Yeah. You need grenades. Oh, she would, wouldn't you? There's a beast about. Ooh. Excellent. Is that it all? Yeah, that's it. That's everything in the mailbag. Fantastic. So, as I said at the beginning of the episode, please check out our other extracurricular activities like Do Dragons Dream of Scotch Sheep and our Patreon, which is available on our website. All the links are there, modernescapism.co.uk. So, next week, we are going to change it up a little bit. So, we don't really need feedback from you in a sense of a main topic feedback. We don't mind feedback at all. If you want to ask us anything or you want to talk about some news and stuff, we're changing stuff up next week. Um, we're just doing this for ourselves as well as everyone else, just to see if we can invigorate something in the show. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you don't like it, let us know. We've still got this old format that we can use as well if we need to. But for everyone that's not a patron... It's good night for the patrons. We'll see you in the green room very soon, but thank you very much. And good night. Bye-bye.
favourite spoofs? We've done this before. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and please stop calling me Shirley. We did it wrong. Start again. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I am serious, <laughs> and don't call me Shirley. I'll write it down for you.